Demon incoming, we should keep moving. What's a butt, guys? I like this. I like this We're behind us. Three, two, one, go! This is part two of the YSU Disney Invitational Deep Dive. What happened here? Um, it was the, the Carnival Games BFG. So Pete shows up. He hates humans because he's a bad guy. However, he hates Mickey slightly more. He would rather <laughs> turn everyone into gloom zombies on his own. So he's offering to help the players only if they beat his games. So each human got a party hat. There was a sticker placed on the inside of the hat based off of the loadout of the human that brought or that was like playing. Um, so that was assigned by the mod, but I don't think they told anyone what the stickers meant. Oh, no, they did because I don't... The smaller the loadout, the higher chance of them dying, which means their hat would be worth more money. So, basically, like, if someone came up super OP, high chance of survival, they're not worth many points. But uh, a human who showed up with a hammer shot, um, who isn't very experienced, is worth a ton of points. If If the humans could keep them alive till the end... They're redeemable for way more points than the person who came with a, a great loadout. So, um, the hats counted as an antidote for the course of the mission. So, if a zombie tagged a human, they would get the hat first, which they would want for points for themselves. So, it also incentivized them to go after the weaker humans. And if you got tagged and you had already lost your hat, then you're just dead. And then at the end, like I said, you'd redeem these for points. Yeah, so we all got three pink princess caps. They were like yeah. <laughs> like the kind that you get, like think the Burger King cap, but cheaper and with princesses on it. I have it somewhere. I'll check for the sticker. So uh, the first part was the wacky wire, which at Carnival Games is the one that you have to like pass the, the metal circle over the moving wire without making it buzz or whatever. So for this one, players had to make a line between two points by standing next to each other and grabbing arms and linking themselves. So they had to link themselves out in a long line. They all had to be joined in some way. And once they joined the two points, a hula hoop had to be started on one end and passed all the way down to the other one. If the hoop falls and lands fully on the ground, they had to start the hoop back at the beginning. If there's a break in the line, the hoop stops where it is and cannot move any further. No one could ever actually touch the hula hoop with their hand. It had to start back at the beginning. Zombies do zombie things. So while the humans are trying to do this with all of their loadouts on and everything, they're stretching out a big, long line. I hate you so much for this. Good luck. <laughs> I really want to think this is doable, but I'm sure it wasn't. It, it was. They well, did well, like, yeah. It just sucked. It just sucked so much. They were tired, but they did it real quick, and it was good. So then part two was the shooting gallery. Uh, moderators were lined up. This was really easy were lined up with their backs to the players. Each of them had a picture on a stick, or in their hands, of a Disney character in its normal coloring, and then its inverted creepy coloring. They would put a mask up and turn around quickly, one at a time, in a random order. Players would need to shoot the mod with the normal colored mask so many times to progress. If they shot at all while an inverted mask was up, that mod would charge into the group of the humans as an unkillable zombie for the same amount of time witches are. (laughs) which I apparently couldn't remember off the top of my head while I was writing this. Zombies ten continue seconds. doing something. Yeah, ten, ten seconds. It's fine. One. Fifteen. Two, <laughs> three. 
<laughs> Part three was darts. I, I liked this one the best, I think. I just had a lot of fun like watching people play these, and I think humans had a good time playing them. I mean, um, ultimately, yes. Otherwise, like, they were just fun games. They were stressful because zombies, but like ultimately, they're just kind of fun games. Um, yeah. so an array of targets was set up on the ground. Players could shoot or throw socks one at a time, attempting to hit the targets. Um, a couple of the targets had a key that would allow them to move on. However, some of the other targets would have negative things, um, which would be like, the tank is released, the boomer booms, instant spawn, play on one foot, whatever. Um, so they wanted to get the key, but it would be on one different. foot. We never yeah. got to play on one foot. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is, where, this, is where my notes, this is where my notes end personally. It goes... Hula hoop, shooting gallery, darts, question mark, bail, exclamation point, and then an arrow leading to martyr, I lose my crown, go home. <laughs> Wait, you didn't stay for, um, well, okay, we're almost there. Yeah. A video of this one, it was the water gun race. Um, so players are now competing against Pete. Pete and the players face each other. Each side has one boomer with a target on its back. The player's boomer will move forward one step every time that they're hit. Okay, I, I was there for that. Would move forward two or three steps every time, or would move forward every two or three times the players throw a sock or shoot a dart. As yeah, the player, so what happened? What happened was, um, so mostly the players did this with socks, and they had to stand on a set point, and they would just peg me in the back, and every time they hit me, I took a step forward. But for every three shots they took, the other boomer took a step forward. So in the early part of that part, like, obviously, I was out to a huge lead. The problem was I had to go about 20 or 30 yards, I think. So the back half of that, like, it was very yards, tense. Yeah, and so the far. human who was shooting had to shoot from one line every time. Also, zombies, still a thing. So, um, yeah, it got really tense. There's this great clip. It was um, Ariel from BG who got the last one and everyone cheered when she finally got the boomer across. Cause if the, so well, if well, your boomer hit, like if the humans got their boomer to hit the other side first, they won. But if the other boomer made it to you, the person who's throwing the socks, they boom in your face. And that happened once. Mm -hmm. They actually, they got it on the second try. The first yep. time through the boomer went off in their face. Yeah. So, once they complete all the games or decide that they're done and they want to quit, which they could do at any time, humans and zombies both get to go to the gift store. Humans go only if they made it through the final mission. And the area is declared a safe zone. All the hats that the zombies collected were tallied. The hats that the humans retained were tallied. And they were told how many points they had to spend. And as a group, they had to determine what perks they would want to get. Um... Yeah, they, so power-ups humans get the added option of purchasing a BFG, <laughs> but I had no idea how the BFG would work at that moment. Good job, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so they had the option of purchasing the BFG or body armor or... I think I have that BFG. No, no, Bode so, no. still has it. Or things like that. And that was the BFG. And so the humans did buy that BFG, which was a penguin popper. It was it was a Madagascar penguin, and oh. you put some little foam balls in his mouth, and you popped the feet, and that like would shoot the little foam ball out, and it went about five to ten feet, if that. Um, I need it. The humans bought it. I have to have it. 
and then they entrusted it to a certain player God damn who it. then slept in Saturday morning and did not come to the mission. <sighs> and uh, the humans were pissed. They were like, well, where's our BFG? We're like, I don't know. Who did you trust it with? And they're like, well, it's not our fault. We're like, well, why did yeah, you trust it, it with that person? <laughs> Yep. I mean, I think that person showed up later on for, like, Mission 2. But yeah, they did not have their BFG for Mission 1 because the human who was entrusted with it slept in and did not show up. The next I mean, it's fine. Dan, Dan, so Dan's going to mysteriously disappear from the rest of the story because Dan slept until, like, 7 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. He did. And then I went and picked him up and brought him back for basically just the final stand. No, no I... Oh, okay. yeah, I had, yeah, that's what it was, but... Anywho, he was at um, so that was like, of a mission, and I'm like, ah, uh, buddy. Yeah. Then we all went to. We also took like after the BFG, we went to Denny's at like 2 a.m. with like 40 players. It was pretty. Oh super god. Cool. Um, but yeah, so then we all went home. We we went home. We got our sleep, and Saturday morning we were Mima up. Our glasses. Huh? Mima ate both of our glasses. Oh, that was Friday morning. That was that was the Friday oh, of the game. That, that was Friday. Friday. That was, it was, it was Friday, Friday morning. It was no, Friday. Because Scotty and Dan drove me around to get new glasses so, before the game started. Uh, so we rewind about 24 hours earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. all. That was that the was thing garbled. I was going to say before. I was looking for Tyler in the briefing room on Friday and couldn't see him because I was fucking blind. Because my dog ate my glasses. We, we had to go out and try and find repairs for glasses for you. And oh, I was so long that the album I, I was playing. And it... Uh, the players had to keep shining flashlights on each other in the crowd to highlight when someone was asking a question because I couldn't see if someone's hand was raised. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so Saturday morning, uh, I think we were back in the briefing room at like 8 a.m. as mods to start getting ready. Um, And there was, there was free play missions though. There was a, a, like a, a free play objective before mission one happened on Saturday, wasn't there? Couple. Uh, so there was yes. a free play objective thought... for zombies. Zombies had uh, flag fabric and markers, and they could make a um, like a flag, like decorate a flag that would be given to the most valuable zombie. And hot chocolate was made available to the players again. Yep, and I remember okay. it was also it was cold and rainy because yeah, it was it was. not like the one thing we had against us for this game was the weather. Uh, honestly, it, while it sucked at the time, it really added to the spooky feel. Because it was just enough rain and just enough wind and just enough cold of like something's going, something's wrong here. There's a dimension that is bursting through the seams into ours. Shit. Well, I mean, not only that, the rain also let up. Like we, I remember after we got out of Prest and my favorite place to fuck around when I'm at YSU waiting for people to do things. Um, so like we got there and it was raining pretty heavily. I don't remember the rain actually being a problem at any other mission. And there was like, not to That's spoil, fine. but like oh. a really, the perfect drizzle for finale. There yeah. was actually a, there was a burst of a bad rainstorm during the penultimate mission, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. So, but yeah, so there was a free play mission there. And I, the general theme of the free play missions throughout the whole day was like, it was kind of like um, the way we used to do like fraternity scavenger hunts, which was just like, Here's a concept. You need to go out with your friends and like either get yourself on video or take a picture of yourselves doing this thing and then bring it back and show it to the game director. Because so there were like things like recreate a scene from your favorite Disney movie and a bunch a couple people like Tanner 
uh, and his zombies recreated Mufasa dying. Um, oh, no. A couple zombies recreated, like, in Disney World, where zombies were just standing around. And Another morning somebody ran of Jack's out. mission. Um, zombies, on the other hand, had a beacon that they could take and place at each of these specific locations. They'd have to take a picture of it there. And if a beacon was placed in each location, the map was going to be given a cowbell. They did not succeed. Oh. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> there, and there was much rejoicing. Yes, this goddamn map that we all had to sing or dance or skip along with let us down Tarp Alley with a witch right there and like yeah about it. It it that, that is where Elijah, but you know? that is oh where God. one of my friends died. <laughs> that was where a the lot of-, of mission 2 was Saturday morning cartoon. So the masketeer comes up to the front of the room tells everyone to quiet down and says it's time for everyone's favorite time of day. Hi, everybody. It's me, your Mouseketeer. Do you want to get your mission briefing? Well, all right. Let's go. It's the Mickey Mouse Resistance. Come inside. There's guns inside. It's the Mickey Mouse Resistance. Hey, everybody. It's me, your Mouseketeer. Do you want to get your mission briefing? Maybe like yeah. pause for effect. <laughs> well, all right, let's go. Oh, I almost forgot. To make your briefing appear, you have to say the special words: Miska, 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 Say it with me: Miska, 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 And then, yeah, and then uh, the music kicks in. The Mickey Mouse. Re- Come inside, there's guns inside. Z-O-F-E-I. Come inside, friend. there's guns inside. Yeah, and it's, then I, so like, this might be my favorite song. Probably more than all the others. Maybe this was put to the CGI Mickey Mouse Clubhouse show. Yep. Yeah. Well, 100%. so Mickey's like Mickey's, you know, the lips aren't sinking, but whatever, it's fine. Nope, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And like, you're like, oh, okay. It's fun. It's happy. Wait a minute. Didn't we just witness a murder last night and it was brutal and like we had to fight our way to not die? But it's popping. Yeah. We got guns. And, and this song, this song had my absolute favorite spoof lyric of the entire. Like I loved the songs. I thought some of them were great. But the single greatest spoof lyric, in my opinion, was in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And it was the roll call. Um, yeah. So like, because in, in regular Mickey Mouse, he goes in like the regular Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, he goes through it and like does the roll call, and all of the Disney characters say, "I'm here." And so for this one, it's like uh, roll call. Donald. Dead. Daisy. Also very dead. Goofy. I'm here. Pluto. In hell where he belongs. Minnie. Poor. Mickey. Evil. Put it in there. But like, oh my god! And people were dying during this section because it was just so abrupt and unexpected. But it was so it, fucking funny. Yeah, dead. Also dead. Also very dead. <laughs> in hell, in where, hell he where he belongs. In hell where he belongs. Whore. <laughs> whore. Yeah. Which? Yeah. <laughs> Mini whore. Mickey. Even. Like All it right. was. It, oh boy! It it really. You guys did a wonderful, wonderful job of setting the tone and the atmosphere of of this game as well as its predecessor and its successor. Like it, it re- you really got us into it without even having to try. That's why you haven't paid, or I haven't, you know, called in all the back rent of years of unpaid rent in my head. 
<laughs> so yeah so then we get through mickey so mouse then, clubhouse and we get to the briefing goofy comes up to the front of the room and says well hiya guys mickey's looking for his scepter and we gotta find it first or he'll use it to make even more zombies will you help me find it put your hand yeah yeah let's do then the- let's go we have to find my good friend the map so the um yeah, so Goofy thinks the next step is to get Mickey's scepter from spreading any more gloom. All you have to do is find the map and follow it around campus. How could this possibly go badly for you? He <sighs> um, with a map. Introduced <laughs> the map. So you need to show Goofy where the map is so he can wake it up. Unfortunately, Goofy is a little slow. You'll just need to keep showing him until he gets it. Please, no assaulting the actors. <laughs> it's so <laughs> The map is a really nice person, as long as you're willing to play along. The map loves to sing and dance. A lot. If you aren't singing and dancing enough, the map will stop directing you and begin moving away from the group. If you still aren't paying enough attention, it will begin to get angry, slowly moving a bandana to its head. If it gets the bandana to its head, it will turn into a tank until you play nice. So basically, appease the map or it won't show you where you're going. (laughs) And there were like little things of like jumping across the river. Or, like, I, I don't remember, but, it like... was over the troll bridge. So, yeah, so Elijah played the character of the map, and I was following them, and it really was just, like, oh, you have to walk single file across this rope bridge, and, like, they just vaguely gestured to where there is grass, and the humans yep. are like, okay, <sighs> we'll play along, and they all, Let's like, single file and, like, pretend... And so they go, like, across boob hills, and then Elijah's like, we have to go back, and they're like, of course we do, and so they run back. And then they're like, we. Uh, it was just dumb. It was the most convoluted, right zigzaggy pattern across campus too. core the whole time. It was, it it was, was like you gave a five-year-old some crayons, and this is the map that came out. I was just oh, going to say God. that. That's what it felt like. It felt like babysitting <laughs> a, a child, but you I, need the child in order to live. So. I'm, I'm willing to bet we probably told Elijah, like, hey, we want the humans to take, like, two or three zombie charges before they get to Tarp Alley. So just stick around for about that long. Yeah, make them dance here. Make them sing a song with you. But Goofy having where's that map? Where is that map? Like every children's show where you've seen where you're screaming, it's right there. It's right behind you. Just turn around. Yeah, I think I was like standing there. I I intentionally put my back to Elijah at one point, and I was like, "Where's the map?" And they were like, "Turn around!" And like Elijah and I did the like circle around each other thing for a couple (laughs) seconds. Or maybe, like, I just orbited around them, and I was like, I don't see it. Where's that map? And I swear to God, players were like, we're going to fucking kill you. Turn around and look at the map. And I was like, well, that's not very nice. I don't appreciate your language. You rancid yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> Prison changes a man. You're from jail, you owe me. That's probably just like, prison changes a man. It's hard to find the map when all you can think about are your flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, we find the map, we dick around, and we eventually get to where we're going. Yeah, so was... at the conclusion... So, okay, actually, here, I have it all written down. So, uh, each location on the map dictates a mini-hold mission, so they had to go over the river by hopping on a piece of the bridge one at a time, then over the mountains... Let's just keep running over this hill here over and over again to simulate mountain range. Stop three, the scary corridor, which was a, a witch in Tarpador. And then at the conclusion uh, of this, it would end up exactly where they started. 
and Goofy would reveal that he was actually on Mickey's side the whole time. He takes the scepter off of them that they they had worked so hard to get. Um, so it, the instruction is literally let out all of the verbal abuse you've been holding in, but keep the happy Goofy facade. So how did you not realize Mickey is my best friend? You're a bunch of fucking idiots. I was just seeing how long I could get you to follow me, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, stroll off with the scepter and the musketeer would direct everyone back to the briefing room. I, I think I remember this top 10 anime betrayal. Yeah, it was. We broke you out of prison, bitch. (laughs) Prison, prison changes a man. Anyways, (laughs) yeah. So I I go and deliver the scepter to him to a cascading hail of verbal abuse from all the players behind me. Like you fucking asshole! How could you? God damn it! This is bullshit. I was like, good job, guys. (laughs) Yeah, and so that was literally all. Mission one was was like we put you through hell. To get this fucking scepter, which you handed to me, and then I just handed it straight back to Mickey. Friends died, and I killed myself because of it. Yeah, well, (laughs) top ten anime betrayals. And so then we move on to, like, mission two or whatever. So, very quickly. And my my street is finally getting plowed. Yay! (laughs) Awesome. So there was a day objective in here during lunch. One was uh, Pretty Princess for the humans. We hid jewelry across campus. Or, like, gift boxes across campus, but players had to not open them. They had to just locate them and bring them back. Um, the players... Woo! Excuse me. I'm, I'm not bored, I swear. The players would open their gifts to see what they got at the, the start of the next mission. They would need to have located at least one full set of jewelry. So there were... There was a ring... Or there were rings, earrings, and a necklace, and a crown. There were four color sets. Um, and for every color set that they brought back they would win something but if the players found the black ring one full set was eliminated so if they found everything it wasn't as good as finding everything minus one item mm-hmm. um so for every jewelry set completed with the crown the players would get an antidote for every jewelry set completed without the crown the players would get a martyr oh, okay that explains it so like um my recollection between missions two and three of that day are uh, going to lunch, but first, like, we, we hit out one of the doors from the briefing building and immediately found a necklace and a ring. And we're like, oh, cool, we're gonna take this inner circle. While the zombies had a bunch of, like, scavenger hunt objectives, so record yourselves following a human group singing It's a Small World for at least a minute. <laughs> Bonus points for each additional minute you do it. Um, get a human to waltz with you properly. Replicate Simba and Rafiki on Pride Walk with singing somewhere on campus. Five points additional for recreating any additional iconic Disney scenes. Two points for every zombie who puts on face paint. Bonus points for matching the theme or creativity. Write your own parody uh, song. We like 20 three. bonus yep. points for performing it in the briefing. Yep. Um, um, there's a book for getting a picture and the position of all any and all moderators. Painting the rock. Um, infinite bonus point game director laugh and then ant spawn or a clicker in this next objective so now i think was that missions three and four were the absolute highlight it it was very uh, but also uh, but also yeah i remember zombieing i i have vague recollections but i know i zombied as a yeah. human, because I d- uh, this is the game that uh, 
where I went Super Saiyan at the very end of Final Sand. So mm-hmm. I went for most of it, and like, yeah, missions three and four. Uh, it was quite Good a time. Times. It was quite a time. So like, I probably missed it, or maybe you guys said it specifically in a briefing or or a theatrical presentation, but I didn't realize we were facing that many princesses, even though I had seen the number like I was staying at your place and going over to the uh to Elijah and uh Jeff's place and whatnot and like I saw the costumes I saw the makeup and all the extra trimmings and I still was always and I still was surprised throughout the mission of like fuck there's more oh shit there's more princesses oh god all right what do we have to do yeah yeah so like the the princess mission that we go into I guess like it's also sort of like the the culmination of exactly what you think the Disney game would be um so it it led off with um which song was in the briefing for this one so uh, was that paint with all the specials no hold on so at this point story so far goofy tricked us shucks the mouseketeer seems a little delusional and you're supposed to be gathering some crowns from some very special people so in this case oh yeah so here's the script um the Mouseketeer says, well, that plan didn't work out like we hoped it would, but that's still okay. We just need to stay positive. Some of my princess friends are willing to help. They're out there somewhere. We just need to get to them. The power of their crowns could be combined to radiate joy and happiness throughout the land. Um, so then a player would come out and be like, so a player would come out and be like, do you have any idea what's going on out there? You're delusional. You're going to get all of us killed. Mouseketeer says, I know things are a little different, but maybe it's not so bad. You really don't have any any idea how fucked we are, do you? And then that cued the music, which I think was a whole new world. I can show you the world. Dark and desolate wasteland. Tell me, princess, now when did you last look outside this room? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Whole new world was a good one. Whole new world, also, yeah. Where did Be a Man come in? Because I know that, like, if you played it on Friday night, but I remember it from the second day. We replayed it for everybody who missed it. Okay. Just as, like, a, uh, hey, this was really funny, and they all enjoyed this last night, so if you weren't here, here's what happened so far. You just pop pop the VHS back in the player. Yeah, we had to rewind it. Rewind. Um, So anyway, the, the important thing here was that there's a zombie that actually eats the players, and then, yeah. The people singing, yeah. And the Mouseketeer goes, meh, it's probably not so bad. And then the briefing <laughs> happens. So, um, getting crowned. The Mouseketeer will direct you to the VIPs. Without him, you're going to be lost, so keep an eye on him. The VIPs or the Mouseketeer will instruct you on what needs to be done at each location in order to get the crown. These will be simple tasks. Often the only task will be, go get it without getting yourself killed. Um... Remember when I said delusional? In case you hadn't noticed, your Mouseketeer is a little unstable. At some point, it all may become too, a little bit too much for him. At that point, smiling is a good way to keep cheer high and to keep your guide from ripping your head off. If the Mouseketeer tells you to smile and you aren't listening, you are going to regret it. Pay no attention to that bandana in his pocket. If your Mouseketeer goes a little undead, just keep spreading that cheer and he will be back in no time. And this only happened, you know, half a dozen times, always in the middle of huge horde rushes that I could put out as a splash panel for a goddamn comic book page. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, 
you you want me to smile? How about you smile while I'm trying to kill like twenty zombies by myself, so the other one hundred and eighty of them can be killed by someone else. So let's see. We had Merida, and you had to mend a tapestry by coloring in chalked out areas in the right pattern. Um, Snow White players had to solve a riddle to determine the right apple to give Snow White to wake her up, and then tell them where her crown is. Each apple had a different effect if they got it wrong. Yeah, um, we got it wrong. <laughs> Cinderella. Oh, well, first of all, I wrote the note in cursive, which apparently no one is capable of reading. So what it, What was Merida's, like, what What were her abilities in-game? As, I as thought Merida was just a tank, but I don't know. Yeah, they were, they were basically all tanks. Every, everybody just, like, mm-hmm. they all just turned into tanks. Um, uh, so except not, I mean, later on, like, well, the first two at least. I'll talk about them as yeah, they come so up. So basically, Merida fettered the apple. Had different effects based on what apple she got. So yeah. yeah. So she also became. So you know, she also becomes a tank. Yep. So now we've got uh, two tanks. And then Cinderella, her wicked stepsisters, tanks, were playing keep away with her head, which the players had to get off of them to get the crown. Yeah. So this one was really funny. So it was Bogue. Roger and Darren Pallotta playing the evil stepsisters, and they were all in like dresses and pantsuits with long wigs on and stuff, which was hilarious. Tell and me, I'm so, great. Yeah, and they were all <laughs> tanks. And what was funny was, I think it was Roger was the one who was holding Cinderella's head, but he yep. was underneath Alumni Circle in the clicker tunnel, and it was like blocked off. So he would only like throw it up in the air, and the players had to try to catch it while they were on the second level. And then, like, rip the crown <laughs> off the head to take it with them. <laughs> it they was really a funny. little mannequin head. I believe it had blonde hair on it as well, attached to no, it. No, th- this was like a severed costume store head. Yeah, it was like a it was like a severed head from Spirit Halloween. So it had like it was pretty detailed. Uh, it had blood and stuff all over it. Like, and uh, yeah, and but we had duct taped the not well, but like we had taped the crown to its head, and so the players had to rip the crown off the severed head and take it with them. Um. And then we had Ariel, who had killed herself and is now a zombie. She was uh, like a king noodler. She had a whole bunch of noodles attached to her, especially the tail region. So she's flailing around on the ground, because of course she's out of water, with noodle arms and a tail. And players had to pull the crown off of her head without getting hit by the noodles. Yeah, this one, I mean, I I don't want to give credit to certain people, but the uh, makeup for Ariel was also pretty awesome. I have some pictures of it. I, it pretty sure it was Tony. Uh, it was, yeah. And, and like, there was a starfish attached to her face and like like mm-hmm. weird gill things and all. Like it looked really, really cool. And then along with all of these noodles, it, again, like you guys did a great job of immersing us into it. And even so, with the others in cheap dresses, like I still was like, oh that fuck. Was- that this go ahead. Bell to people in cheap dresses. Carney yeah. in a bell dress. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. So also, um, just a quick interjection. Uh so Joe Magro was at this game. Um, oh yes. Which so yep. hilariously, Ohio State told us they weren't gonna be there. Then Saturday morning, I got a picture at like seven AM of of one of the bros sitting in the backseat of a car, like holding a beer up to a camera, saying like, see you soon. Followed up by like another picture <laughs> thirty minutes later of him passed the fuck out in the back seat. But then, <laughs> yeah, so they rolled up like last minute. They decided to come to the game, 
Um, and the prior spring, I have, I have in quotes in my notes, Ranger Dave exclamation points. That's, yeah, yeah. The like, uh, fuck yeah, we got reinforcement. The spring prior to this game, though, um, a joke was started because Kyle McCartney was fucking with a tank down at the Athens Invitational, and he was just like, pl- and like tanks are slow, and he made a joke about like taking a selfie with it, and then like just dicking around. So Joe decided to one up him, and on this princess mission. Joe Magra took a selfie with every single special zombie in the game. Yep. And I still have, he sent them all to me and I still have all the pictures. It was hilarious. And so, yeah, the last princess Belle was uh, Nick Carney as a witch. Uh, the players had to take the crown off of her head, but this will trigger her. They could try to outrun her or, and I don't think anyone did this. There's a nearby book that they could locate and attempt to read it to Belle to subdue her. Yeah, that was not going to happen. So, no, one kid did try it. I remember watching this. A kid picked up the book and started reading it, but nobody paid attention to the fact that the kid was reading the book, so someone else ran up and stole the crown and then ran away, and I think Carney got distracted by the kid reading the book and killed him on accident while the person with the crown got away. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Um, And then we went to dinner and got, you know... Some some calories going for the old metabolism. Thinking, Pretty sure this oh. was like also zombie free play ramp up time. Yeah. Yep. Yes. It also was. hilariously, two and then back from food. Yep. And then also at, at this invitational during this dinner break, um, after I like ran out and grabbed got something to eat and brought it back as we were prepping, the bros took over the briefing room and turned on. Um, oh, what's the name of that movie? That movie. Uh, <laughs> laser um, rap you know like it's what year is yes. the age of the viking that explains the laser rap oh, you know what i'm talking about yes but anyway like, yes kung fear oh. that's right so they turned the, and we had never heard of this before but they were like you guys have never seen kung fury guess what we're doing during the dinner break and that's what we did, and it was well worth it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I came in halfway through that and was like, oh, I should watch all of them. We might have even started the briefing late, because we were like, hold on, we're invested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit. But so um, get to mission four. Anyway, yeah. so with the mission, the Mouseketeers bring the humans back to the briefing room with all the crowns. They gather them together over his head. He does a mystical dance, and then he stomps on them. Don't really, please. Fakes! They're all fakes! Damn rodent! I know it'll work. Walks away with purpose somewhere. Pick a place to walk to. Get dinner. What ofs? <laughs> so mission four, we come back. And Minnie starts out at the center of the room, lip syncing along to can you play with all the specials in this game? Think you've pwned whatever your dark lands on. The horde is just some kills that you can claim. But I know tank and witch and boomer had a life had a spirit had a name and then when she's done you know hold for applause and then walk out the door uh so it's set to can you see all the colors colors of yeah colors of the wind and like i i don't know it's it also has a lot of great lines in it so i'm hoping we'll put it around here but uh uh, yeah, so... No, the Musketeer clearly starting to lose it. It's like, you know, guys, maybe a happy face just isn't enough. No, Mickey's taken so much from us, now it's time to take something from him. That crazy bitch! So we're going to go hunt her down, tie her to the chair, and make her tell us. 
She destroyed what I love oh. most. Now it's time to destroy her too. This is oh, this fuck. is easily. I'm having so many. This, this is easily the most right fucked up thing we have ever done. I like we start out with morning cartoons, and then we're tossing around princess heads, and then we get here. Um, so the mouth here has. It, it, I mean, it's a natural. Yeah, I guess unhinged. So. Apparently, we're going to torture information out of many. When did everything go so horribly wrong? Um, so obstacle one. Carl. Mickey has heard of the plans to kidnap Minnie, so he's left a spy behind. Carl, from Up, if you're familiar, that was played by Roger, and it was beautiful. Um, he's a fan. Yeah, he, he got the hair, he got the surly oh. attitude, he even got the walker yep. with the, oh, the, the so, on it. so Carl was a Sandman special. So my ultimate decision was that I'm gonna stay in the briefing room because we have to enter a code that is uh, written on the chalkboard every two minutes and it changes every two minutes into like the like we had to write it up on the chalkboard beneath the other code or some shit and it was probably something like double the number triple the so number etc after 10 uses the code would no longer work you'd have to multiply each number by two for the new code and that would only work for 10 uses and so on um, writing the code also causes the system to recite what you have entered very loudly as you enter it, so that would call Carl back. But none of that mattered, because the OSU guys lured Carl away, and, and they did it very well, because I only saw Carl twice, once at the beginning and once at the end, because, and I, I swear... When I saw them, they were using, like, portable speakers. It was a combination of, like, playing speakers and screaming and, like, banging on stuff and running around. And so, like, yeah, like I said, it's on so video. You can see them doing it. They, they ended up attracting the Sandman away from the briefing room as far as possible. And since this was, like, a five-and-a-half-story building, they ended up taking the stairs. <laughs> and I think Roger, like, and there's video of this, too. I think he climbed up normally, like as an old man would with his walker one step at a time mm -hmm. up the first little set of stairs. Yep. And then uh, Ranger Dave is seen like making a bunch of noise and Roger just, or about, or isn't he saying something like, oh, but you can't follow me or oh, you'll, oh, yeah, you'll, you you'll, like you'll never catch me now. You'll never catch me now. And Roger just looked at him <laughs> and you can see, like on his face, like, oh, buddy and he lifts the fucking walking unit up so that it, it's like perpendicular yeah and just wa speed walks up the stairs at, at ranger day and, the, and him and the cameraman are like oh shit and like he does this down five flights of stairs multiple times before eventually coming back and this is probably a good 30 40 minutes into the mission i'd say like eventually coming back into the briefing room and I still, like, pressed up against the wall when he followed after. And he was just speed walking this fucking metal thing with little tennis balls on the bottoms of it. And going after Ranger Dave and them, who were playing on portable speakers. And they just let him throughout the room. And then back out of the room. And then I didn't see him again because, you know, the rest of the mission happened. <laughs> right. And, and now, yeah. from what well, I heard... If you didn't... Well, just if you didn't put the code in, the door would lock to the room. Um, and so no humans could exit the briefing room who were in it. And no humans who were out of the briefing room could enter it, which was a problem 
because you had to keep coming in to get information about where you needed to go on campus next. But obviously, can I, because we were, can I please, we were told to find certain, uh, well, first we had to get many and so hold on, hold on. Can I, can I please explain this mission? Cause it's my favorite thing. And I think I was a, a part of writing this one. It's one of my favorite missions because I still kind of have nightmares oh, about it. Can I outline it to make sure you cover it all? Sure. So step one was find and secure Minnie. So you had to find her. Mouse can hear how good mm-hmm. idea she was. Which was busy. Uh, and then where she was brought would be a safe zone, just a really small one. And you just... It sure was the weed garden. Leave. And then step two was make her talk. So every 15 so- minutes the board in the briefing room would be updated with the location of an item you would use to torture her. Now I think this is what you wanted to talk about, Tyler. Yes. And so, yeah, this was a repeat mission of one we had done in the week long uh, for the college game. Um, so at first it's like, okay, it's, you know, Minnie Mouse loves her hair bow. Because really, like, one of the biggest defining differences between Mickey and Minnie is that Minnie always has that big-ass bow on her head. So we said, okay. I went out late, but I, the one that me and mine found was a bow. So, and I'll, I'll get to the reaction that I got for that. But just seeing that, and then hearing and collecting the other things that were shown to her. Yep. Continue, my So, and so. This has been part two of the YSU Disney Invitational Deep Dive. If you're listening to this on release day, the last part will be released tomorrow.